Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 807, Saturday morning here in Melbourne, Australia. It's raining outside. We're supposed to get a lot of rain all weekend. And um, yeah, it's a, a little bit cool, a little bit chilly. And today I wanted to talk to you about mindset environment. We know that if we don't put ourselves in the right type of physical environment, then we know that we're not going to be performing at our optimum. And yesterday I was talking to you about uh, me kind of hitting the COVID wall and uh, just needing um, to change things up, the variety, the spice of life, you know, getting variety, and they say variety is the spice of life, so getting that change of in physical environment for me so that I could... Uh, you know, get over the challenge that I'm facing, which is uh, kind of a bit of boredom within the same walls that I'm, I'm seeing all the time and I'm finding starting to affect my productivity. So we know that the... Well, there's thunder coming. Um, the physical environment obviously has an impact. So if you're, uh, you know, in a, a war-torn area, for instance, then you're probably not going to be as successful as if you're in a a more safer environment. Um, domestic violence is a big thing that will have a, a very detrimental impact on how you feel and how you're able to perform. We know that toxic relations that you have are obviously also going to have a negative impact on your performance. So we know that there's all of those, those physical factors that have an impact on how we perform and our success the mindset is the biggest one because if you've got a lot of toxicity if you like in, in your mindset then you're just not going to perform where you want to uh, whether it's the negative self-talk whether it's the limiting beliefs uh, or what the fears the doubts uh, whatever you want to call it you've got all these things going around in your head and they create this environment for you which is not going to support your growth. And this is, a, this is a real problem. And this is the main problem that we have with obesity and overweight issues around the world uh, because people have a mindset that it can't be done or it's too difficult or whatever stories that people make up for themselves as to why they're not achieving what it is that they want to achieve. And I'm working with some people at the moment, coaching them, and they're getting some awesome results. And it's just so great to see the transformations that they have made in such a short amount of time. And I'm not talking just about their physical transformation, I'm talking about their mindset transformation from one week to the next, and just examining why it is that they're feeling like that now when just the week before, they were feeling like something else. And it's all around the coaching cues to get them to redirect their thinking, taking some small actions that can help change these things. What I find is that, think about it like this, we can think about, I think it's about 1200 words a minute, we can think them, just in our head. Like even as I'm talking to you right now and you're listening to this, you'll be hearing multiple things. You'll be uh, 
one, one part will be you'll, be you'll be listening to me and then you'll have that subconscious little voice or multiple voices in your head going to all other places. So even as you're listening right now to the words that I'm saying, you could be thinking about what do you have to do today? How tired you are? What are the kids doing? What are your pets doing? What um, household chores do you have to do today? What work is there to do today? What are you going to eat? All of those things. And they go through like you'd be flicking through a book. You know, if you picked up a book and just went and flicked through it, it's like all of those words are going through your head just in split seconds, just boom, 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 because our brains are pretty clever. Uh, but it also confuses us and distracts us. And what we find, can you hear my cat in the background? He's having a meow. He's, he's got this toy bird that he brings in to me in the studio here, and he wants me to throw it to him. He goes and fetches it and brings it back and meows at me to throw it again, like a dog. And uh, yeah, So we've got all these things going around in our head that distract us. And they also can create an environment of, Gee, I've got so much going around in my head, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. So what do you normally do in that situation? Nothing. You don't do anything. And this is a problem because you really want a completely different outcome, but because you've got all this mind clutter going on, you don't do anything. And so what we want to do is try and create the right environment for our mindset. And one way to do that, if you think of it like your pantry or a, a cupboard where you just open the door and it looks all good from the outside, but you open the door and you throw stuff in and then you close the door again. So if you can't see it, it looks all right. And often that's the facade that we put on uh, for other people, isn't it? There's a whole bunch going on, but we're smiling on the outside. But on the inside, we're dying. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips uh, that I use to help slow down the thinking process and declutter what's going on in your mind. The first one is to just recognize this. We think so many words a minute like I said, about 1,200, but we can only write, even if you're a fast typist uh, or handwriter, I mean, I'm a faster typer than I am a handwriter, uh, but I can type about, I don't know, 50, 60 words a minute and uh, at my best, <laughs> and because I can touch type. So what that does is if you think about it, I, I'm only typing 20 times slower then I'm thinking. So what does that process tell you? It slows everything down. It slows down your thinking process. Now that's a good thing. Because if I tell you to do something right now and you say, yep, I can remember that, I'll do that. Or no, I don't need to write that down. I'll just remember that. Uh, you probably won't remember it. Writing it down reinforces it. Writing it down slows everything down and it gets out the real truth of what's, what's going on. So what I do when I'm having a, a, I don't know, a mind block, I think, okay, I've got to write this down. Now sometimes I'll come into the studio here, I'll jump on the whiteboard and I'll just write up the heading and I'll just brainstorm some different ideas. And when you brainstorm, you don't want to do it for too long. You don't do it for like an hour or something like that. You set a time for like it's five minutes or seven minutes or something like that. I wouldn't go over seven minutes because once you do that, 
you start to not have the creative ideas, you're starting to think in too much detail. And when you're brainstorming, you wanna just write down things as they come to your head. So if, I don't know, a shark is something that pops into your mind, write it down. And whatever it is that you're talking about, you might think, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. Don't examine it, write it down. Because you'll find through these crazy thoughts, is where some good ideas come. Because as you, when you go back later, you might think, oh, or even as you're thinking about it, you think about, well, what's the shark got to do with it? Oh, actually, we could take the shark fin and we could do this. Or we could, you know, just a concept of what it is that you, you know, you're building from one idea to the next. And it only happens if you write it down. The best example that I can give you for myself is uh, a few years ago, I wanted to work out why I do what I do. Because I was being very successful, but I wasn't achieving the true outcomes that I knew I was capable of, and I didn't know why. So I wrote down why I do what I do. I came up with a statement, I say, why do I you know, I can't remember exactly the, the wording that I, I put for it, but it might be something like, uh, why do I want to become more passionate about what I do in the health and fitness industry? And I just wrote a statement down. I, I typed it up and I numbered them all. And I wrote down the first one and I thought, yeah, I was trying to find a statement that was really going to drive me as to why it is that I, I do what I do. So I could become so passionate that I would never ever stop. I would go to that next level. So I wrote down the first thing and I'm like, mm, yeah, that makes sense. But it wasn't you know, firing me up. So then I wrote down the next one. You gotta be distraction free to do this. And then I thought, oh yeah. And then that one led me to something else. And then I kept writing and I kept writing and kept writing. I thought, yeah, I'm still not, not feeling it 100% any different from where I was. And so I kept writing and then I started to think about, hmm, I started to extend my, my circle of thinking. And I went out to my, uh, my family, so my parents. So I went to my mum and so mum passed away from cancer at 66 and I thought, well, actually, one of the reasons that drives me is that I, I want to make sure that I don't have the same fate as mum. I want to uh, be healthier and stronger and not go through all the illnesses that mum went through because she never really looked after her health. So I thought, oh, so I wrote that in that one. And then that started to trigger a different a thought process in me. And then I thought about dad and his Alzheimer's and my poor family tree and of health and that drove me to write some other things. And then I got thinking about women and I thought, well, actually, you know, I'm, very, I'm just really passionate about helping women because uh, women give up so much. They give up their bodies, they, they provide so much in a household in terms of support, in terms of cooking, in terms of cleaning and doing all of those things. When it's not all their responsibility, it should be a shared responsibility, but much, much of these things fall to women and the raising of the kids and the homeschooling and taking care of everybody's emotional needs and women 
uh, then put themselves last. And, you know, I started to get really fired up about that and thinking, well, you know, well, that's really important for me to help them support, uh, to be supported so that they can, uh, you know, get their bodies back because we as men don't really understand what women go through. So that started to get me fired up. And then I got thinking about, well, but what about men? Because I love working with men too, because men get some really fantastic results. And I thought, well, one of the roles that I believe I uh, should be playing, not only to help transform the man, but also for them to understand the role that they have in supporting their partners so that their partners can achieve the same types of transformations that they're achieving. Because I find men can be selfish. And so I thought, well, I've got a role to play there as well. And then I started to get really, really fired up. And so by the end, I had 32 different statements. And it was by the time I got to the 32nd one, I'm like, there, right there, that is the reason why I do what I do. And then I came up with an empowering statement for myself. So what that process did for me, I remember what I just said, 32. It took me 32 statements to get to where it was that I wanted to, or needed to get to, to really uncover why I do what I do and to uncover a different level of thinking as to why I'm so passionate about what I do and to take me to another level. And then from there, that's when I started to move my life in a, a further direction, more of a direction that I wanted to go to. But it didn't happen overnight. It didn't just magically happen. I had to slow down my thinking. I had to declutter all the things that were going on in my mind and say, well, hang on. No, you need to go down this path. I mean, it's like driving around a roundabout and you think, well, or are you coming to a big intersection that's got like 30 different exit ramps? It's like, well, which one do I take? Because your mind is going all 30. And rather than just uh, pick one and uh, go for it, I find that I've got to find, have a little bit more clarity around, well, what am, I, what am I doing? What do I truly want? Why am I heading down this path? And in writing everything down, slowing the whole process down, it really made it a lot clearer for me. So a lot of the work that we do in our lives is just in our head. And that's why we tend to be pretty much in the same place all the time. Oh, we'll make a foolish decision or one that hasn't really taken us the right way. And you think, oh, well, that didn't work. I'll just try another one. But without really creating a plan for ourselves. And so here's my advice to you. If you find that your head is in a place of a jumble right now or a jungle, and you think, well, I'm not really sure where I'm going with my life. I'm not really sure how I feel about a particular issue, um, whether it be a relationship issue, whether it be a business issue, whether it be to do with your health and wellness. Here's my advice. Get a spiral bound notepad because you want to keep this stuff. And you should be journaling. Is a big thing that I... I have found that it works for really well for me over the years. I don't, I don't journal so much now, uh, but there are times when I should. So right now is probably a time when I should uh, be uh, using my notepad more. I date everything, and you you write down. So what's the 
what's the challenge that you're, you're dealing with right now? What's the issue? And I just brainstorm some ideas, write down what it is that's going on and come up with, uh, just pick a topic, you know, that's, that's going on through your head and, and write down what are, the, what are the issues that you're facing and uh, come up with some, some brainstorm solutions for, what, for what's going on. It's a great way of being able to clean up what's going on in your mind and slow it all down. Because a lot of the time we think the worst case scenario, we think irrationally, and we don't really get anywhere. We just kind of distract ourselves from the real issues. So what we're trying to do here is really just speed up the process of getting to the other end of it. Uh, because a lot of the time we just don't, we don't address things hard on. And this is what's led me to make some really, really tough decisions in my life that have completely changed where I've been going. I mean, if you think about uh, me, I was a chartered accountant, working in, working in a, um, a corporate environment, walking up the, the corporate ladder, but not loving it. And I thought, well, this doesn't make any sense, does it? So I had to pull apart what it was that I was doing and work out what do I really want to do with my life. And what you may want to do right now could be different to what you want to do in five, 10 years' time. 20 years' time, it could be different, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that it's wrong now. It's about your journey. Everybody has a different journey in life. And you've got to go on your own journey to know where you need to be going on to the next step. Uh, we, just, we just don't know. Life is short. We don't want to be left guessing. We don't want to uh, miss opportunities. We don't want to be on our deathbeds and say, I wonder what if I had have done this? What if I had have, I had have uh, you know, written that book? If I had have uh, you know, written that movie script? Or what if I had have asked that person out? What if I had have, uh, you know, made that different decision in my life? Then I would be in a different place. Uh, what if I'd read that book and taken the advice and actioned those steps? What if I had done this every single day of my life? Would I have been in a different place? This is the thing that I, I'm really passionate about with your health and fitness. What if... You did something today and then continued to do that every day for the rest of your life and that gave you an extra 10 years of living. What if it gave you an extra 20 years of being pain-free? What would that mean to you? I mean, you can't put a price on pain, being pain-free. Like an extra 10 years of life, imagine that. My mum, she passed away at age 66. 66. So my girls, I think, were, when did she pass away? 2010, I think it was. So she's, or I think it was 2010. So my girls would have been uh, five and three at the time. So at least they did know her, 
But think from mum's perspective, obviously the girls are missing out too, but think 10 years mum's been passed away and, oh, uh, is it four, hang on, what are we in 2020? Yes, yeah, so 10 years. She's missed out on 10 years with the girls, watching them grow into you know, beautiful teenagers, uh, being able to talk to them about you know, different things, share different experiences with them, take them different places, travel with them, do all these things. She's missed out on all of that. And to me, that's heartbreaking to think that. And, that, and that's just the last 10 years. So that would take her to 76. But imagine if she lived to 96. So that would be 30 years that she's missed out on fun things that she could do with the kids. Getting to, to watch them grow up, get them, uh, so watch them have, um, you know, finish high school, finish VCE, go on to uni, watch them graduate, watch them get their, their first job, their, their first boyfriends, their um, having children, getting married, all of those things, holding their great-great-grandchild. They missed out on all of those things. So you could, by just doing a few things every day, you could be getting all that extra life into you and you just don't know it. Now, this is the thing about life. We don't know that, oh, well, if you do this today, it's going to add an extra 20 years of your life. I don't know. My family tree is so, so weak, so filled with disease and, and illness that that's part of what drives me. I can't control if I'm going to uh, have some hereditary disease or something, but what I can always control is what I do each day to maximise, optimise the health that I have. I can't control what fate is going to give me. I could go down to the supermarket today and get hit by a bus and that's just like, well, okay, that's just, that's just life's, life's purpose for me or life's journey. My time had come up. But if I optimise my health every day, I know that I'm putting myself in the best possible position to live into my 90s or beyond. I mean, I'm the healthiest person that's ever been on our family tree. So that should mean that the eldest, I think I know of uh, a relative, is about 92 um, on my family tree. Well, maybe I can live to be the first person to live to 100. I was the first person on my side of the family to go to university. Uh, I'm the healthiest person right now uh, that's ever been on my family tree. So uh, I'm obviously set up for success, but you just don't know. But imagine if you could do that. If you could just change one thing and it completely changes your life, you're adding 10 years to your life, 20 years to your life, 30 years to your life. Imagine that just by making that decision. But what's stopping you potentially is what's going around in your headspace right now. And you're so caught up with COVID, you're so caught up with the uncertainty of life, of what's happening within your house, uh, the homeschooling, the, the stress of relationships, or maybe you're like me, you don't have a relationship, and maybe that's causing you some distress because you feel isolated, you feel lonely. 
maybe that's something that's uh, real for you right now. And just all the pressures of everything else and it's just getting too much for you. And that's stopping you from optimizing your health. It's stopping you from uh, really making sure that when you eat, you're putting good quality, highly nutritious food and supplements into your, your body. Maybe that's stopping you. Maybe you're so overwhelmed that you just think, I just want this to be over. I'm not gonna do anything till it is over, but that's a sign of weakness. That's a sign that now's the time to do it because you need to step up for yourself. Because if you are honest with yourself, you've probably always been like that person that says, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it next week or I'll wait till now. This is a chance to really test yourself and really step up for yourself and say, I'm doing this now because it's hard. I'm doing this because it's hard, because I know this is gonna make me stronger. I'm doing this now because it's hard, it's gonna make me stronger, and I know if I can really harness this, I will never, ever stop. I will get to that place where I feel so, pardon me, so strong, so energized, so positive, so motivated, so inspired, that it makes me aspire to be the absolute best version of myself every single day. You have to make a start somewhere. And often it's our environmental mindset that we create for ourselves that's stopping us. So today you can make it stop. It's the weekend. You can clear out your mind. You can write it all down, focus on one aspect or a couple of aspects of your life that you want to change now. and just start edging towards them every day, making slight little improvements. But I find if you don't write this down, if you don't clearly articulate what's going on, you will most likely never ever change. And as hard as that might sound, it's the reality for most people. When I'm coaching people, I tell them that Part of this process is, because most people haven't had a coach before, part of the process is going to make you feel uncomfortable. But you have to learn to feel uncomfortable and be comfortable with that. Because when you are uncomfortable, what does that mean? That means change is about to happen. And most people don't like change, but I want you to love the process of change because most people want to change. They want something different from where they are right now. And what's another word for that? Change. And yet, what do most people not want to do? Change. What do the people around you not want you to do? They don't want you to change because if you change, then they'll feel that maybe they're being left behind. And we don't want to make people feel like that, but they've either got to jump on board and come with you or just accept the fact that you're moving ahead. And you can see how each thing that I'm talking about here is as you change, what does that normally mean? Well, you want people that are either like you or you want to be like them. 
and they're people that have undertaken a lot of change and you find that you want to hang out with different circles of friends, those different people that are really uplifting and focused in, in the same space as you or in the next space ahead of you or a couple of spaces ahead of you and you think, man, I want more of that because I want to be like that. What does that involve? That involves change. And so you get used to making change. And this is what I do every day. I think about how can I continually improve? What's the change I can make today to make tomorrow better? So yesterday I talked about my challenge uh, that I'm going through right now. Uh, so today it's raining. So I'm going to really struggle to get outside, but I'm going to find a way to get outside, even if that means me sitting out under cover in the back, uh, at the back on my table at the back and doing some work or doing some reading or something like that, just so that I'm not inside. I'm gonna make sure that I go down to the shop, even if it's just to get you know, one or two things. And I know that this, is, this might sound silly, it's like, oh, well, that's a stupid challenge, but this is just the thing that's facing me right now. I'm feeling like I'm going a little bit crazy by just being inside so much. So I've gotta do something about it, otherwise I will not break the cycle. So I looked at that yesterday and said, well, okay, well, let me try that today and see if that helps me get into a different routine. I might duck out for 10 minutes to go down to the shop, but it's just a different environment. I'm getting in the car. I hardly drive at all now. And just to do something a little bit different, maybe I might put the kids in the car and we might just go for a bit of a drive around Packham, you know, just in and out some different streets and stuff uh, just because uh, I need to get out. Uh, so, you know, we've got to embrace change. We've got to really embrace it because within change becomes a transformation and within the transformation is part of your journey in life. And as you continue to go into that journey, you'll find that it's not about getting to the destination, but it truly is all about the person you become on the way there. And you may not know what I'm talking about right now. You may not be able to relate to it right now. But when you get on that journey, you will understand. It's who you become. And it all starts with decluttering your mindset. Imagine you've got a desk full of pieces of paper. It's about picking up all those pieces of paper, taking them off the desk having a clean desk and then going through each piece of paper and saying, all right, that one can be shredded. That one needs to be filed into this area here. It's about compartmentalizing all the different areas of your life. And Dr. Phil says this one really well. You put all your thoughts and everything into a filing cabinet. They're compartmentalized. Now, from time to time, you open the drawer, you pull something out and you work on that thing. And then you put it back in the drawer and you close the drawer and you might go to something else. I mean, it's, you don't work on everything all at the same time. But it all starts with decluttering the mindset. So I've got to get onto a session this morning. So you have a great day wherever you are. This particular session, I know I've drilled into a, a, a bunch of different things here and we could talk for hours on a number of different things that I've talked about here, whether from toxic relations to uh, your mindset to change uh, to your, the journey that you're going on. Uh, so 
um, explore, get out your notepad, start writing, and I will see you tomorrow. Stay safe, everyone.